Discussing whether the schools should change its policies to increase diversity so that more minority students will attend and the, and, and the population of the specialized high schools, Brooklyn Tech, Bronx High School of Science, and Stuyvesant High School, will reflect more of the population of young people of the city of New York. You remember that discussion? Yeah, I, I do. I do remember it. Yeah. Yeah. I uh since then um uh was listening to a show. In fact, it was on Brick Arts right here on uh Brooklyn Cable and they were debating that same issue. And there was a young Asian man who really put things in perspective for me. He said that in Sunset Park now we have to understand the Asian culture, specifically the Chinese culture, Chinese American. In Sunset Park, there are over 200 learning centers. And these learning centers take kids from the second grade on. And what they do is provide after school program on test preparation for both you know, the third grade exams, get into the special classes, so forth and so on, all the way through uh, into high school and even for SAT preparation. And when you compare that to a neighborhood like Bed-Stuy, where there are probably less than five learning centers, the differences now becomes quite clear and understandable. That's for sure. That's for sure. That's that. That's my whole thing. Is like, that's what we need to do. We need to do the same exact thing. We don't need to. We don't need to make special situations for <coughs> for um, minorities. We need to bring them up to the same level. That's what we need to yeah. do. Yeah, it's know. it's it's part of not only their cultural and, and community pattern that these centers are supported by neighborhoods and. Parents are expected to send their child to these centers to enhance the uh, the uh, school experience. It's like a cultural thing too. I mean, it's like you know, in in the Chinese culture that that yeah. education is key, and you know, as well as there most a lot of cultures, education is key. So and, you, yeah, go ahead, Larry. And, and, uh, uh, Blacks are getting to that point, but they're not there yet. I mean, yeah. the, the majority of them are, are probably not there yet, and that's why right. you see the uh, the situation in terms of the schools and the, and the populations of the better schools having less minorities than yeah. what is represented in the population as a whole. There's also an understanding that the school system itself, based on how it teaches and the criteria and curriculum, doesn't necessarily prepare students to perform well on these specialized tests. So therefore, added support is needed. Uh, that's really something, man. Yeah, yeah. And is. when I heard two over 200 centers just in Sunset Park, and if you know, you know Brooklyn, you know that Sunset Park is a growing Asian community. I, I think it's now larger than Chinatown in Manhattan didn't know that yeah yeah okay larry we have a few things to talk about we lost someone this uh recently uh nancy wilson passed on uh, that was uh yeah she was uh, 75 70 yes yeah, se either 74 75 she's such a beautiful woman uh, lyrically uh 
uh, voice wise, uh, I I thought of. Well, I remember going to the Blue Note to see her one night, and it was tremendous. She is just so. She makes you feel like part of part of her, her surroundings, you know. So yeah, it was really great, like seeing her in person. Oh, and I I always, I love the records, but to yeah. see her in person. I think I had one or two of her albums. She was always a classy woman. That sister had class. Yeah. She had a lot of yes. carry herself with a sense of dignity. Uh, well, 75, man, that's not that old these days. You know, people say the 70 is the new, I mean, 70 is the new 50. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, uh, that's still young. But we lost a great one. So in remembrance to Nancy, we're going to play this, one of her records, Someone to Watch Over Me. There's a somebody I'm longing to see. Someone to watch over me. Larry, what a voice. Yeah, that's so silky. <laughs> I like, I mean, Ella and Herb and Sarah, I mean, they're, they're just, they just stand out. Absolutely. And you can tell each one of them. Yeah, distinct you, sound. Yeah, distinct sound. You can tell each yeah. one of them. And you know, those, 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 those song divas, man, uh, used to really, really sing those ballads. Yes, yes. I mean, and they killed it. Uh, we don't see many uh, singers really doing many ballads anymore, especially some of the old ballads. But uh, that was, uh, 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 she was something special. She was one of the earliest singers, African-American singers, female, uh, to be on television performing. Oh, yes, yes, that's right. Yeah, I think uh, I think it was back in the fifties or yeah. I I remember in the sixties I I was uh, mm. looking at looking up some stuff on her, and uh, she she sung this very song uh, on a tribute on I think it was CBS to Ella Fitzgerald. Mm. Yeah. Well, she will be missed, Definitely. Nancy Wilson. 
Okay, man. I came across my man, and I wasn't familiar with this album, but I, I always liked him because of his music, his philosophy. Uh, Wayne Shorter. Wayne Shorter, man, has been a lifelong Buddhist, and uh, he is his music is 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 amazing, and he played with so many pieces, so many different persons, uh, jazz greats, uh, from Miles to Train to you name it. But I came across an album, and I really had never heard this one before. And this this particular song called Night Dream, Night Night Dreamer, Night Dreamer by Wayne Shorter. And the and thing about this, Larry, is who he has playing with him, man. And, and this is back in 1964. And he has on this album Lee Morgan, McCoy Tyner, Reggie Workman, and Elvin Jones. Wow. Man, that is a powerhouse lineup. That is for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Wow. So Can't wait to hear this. <laughs> yeah, let's give a listen to Wayne Shorter on a piece called Night Dreamer. Thank you. 
Wayne Shorter, Night Dreamer, recorded in 1964. Oh man, that was pretty cool. Yeah, right? that was really that was really nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't know that he was a Buddhist. Yeah, yeah. He uh, this is that old bebop style, man. That old yeah. bop jazz, man. You know, in, in the early 60s. Yeah, he was. He's a lifelong Buddhist, man. He's an interesting person because he went through like John Coltrane, Miles Davis. Uh, Farrell Sanders, so many artists uh, uh, progressed with their music that reflected their, not only the times in which they were living in, changes in the times, but also their personal uh, uh, growth. Uh, so, you know, he, he goes from this bebop style, man, and he co-wrote in a silent way. <laughs> wow, with Miles, with Miles Davis in a silent way, man. So I didn't you know, his oh, yeah. spectrum of music, man, is is is, is uh, something else. That was an interesting, and he's an you know, well disciplined, trained sax player. Yeah, yeah, and uh, he has a you know little powerhouse group there backing him up. Yeah, I want to play another another sax player that's not always played a lot. Uh, but uh, old, old time brother, uh, called Lou Donaldson, Lou Donaldson, man. And this, this is a piece called, and I love the name of it, Alligator Boogaloo. <laughs> and uh, for you folks who haven't been around, uh, pre 1970s, you don't know what the boogaloo was, <laughs> 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 but those of us do understand it. So this is some funk jazz here, man. And, you know, Lou Donaldson was known for that funky jazz, man, that mixture yep. of jazz and rock. So, um, hey, sit back and enjoy this piece and uh, move with the funk. <laughs> Thank you. 
Recorded in 1967 with Melvin Leslie on cornet. Uh, what a great piece, man. Lonnie Smith was on organ. That was Lou Donaldson. 1967. I remember that kind of music, Larry, that Boogaloo. Yeah, Boogaloo. Man. Yeah. Joe Cuba. Yeah. <laughs> we used to go to dances, man. 67. I can remember that year, man. Yeah. I was a sophomore, junior in college. I was on something in college. <laughs> Protests and the war, the marches, the Panthers, man. Yeah. Community yeah. control. All these issues, man. But we used to go to those dances yeah. at Manhattan, Manhattan Center. Center. Yep. And where else did we go? Uh, Palladium. The Palladium, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then on Sundays there was P uh, St. Peter Clavers in Brooklyn. Yeah, where yeah. Where you hear mu music and there's also Latin dances uh, on uh, Sundays. Sundays right. that we just right. Yeah. They used to have big bands at these dances. Man. Oh, yeah, I remember yeah. King Curtis and uh, <laughs> a yeah. few of them. Jimmy Castor. Yep. Oh, Eddie man. Palmieri, too. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was, uh, I tell you, man. I wouldn't trade the times in which I grew up, the 60s and the 70s, to live in any other time. Neither would I. I think, I think it, for me, it was the best, I think it was the best time to be born. Yeah. yeah. So much, <coughs> man. So much going on. Yeah, so much ch change and being a part of that change also. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So that was uh, Lou Donaldson. On a piece called Alligator Boogaloo. Okay, man, let's, uh, Sonny Rollins on a, with John Coltrane on a piece called Tenor Madness. Oh, this is an old piece, man. Sonny Rollins, Tenor Madness. This was recorded in 1956. 56. It's a little bit before my time, bro. <laughs> I was around, but I didn't know anything about no jazz. No, neither did <laughs> I. I think I was watching Howdy Doody, man, in <laughs> 1956, bro. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that was the year we got our first television. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I remember, man, when we got our television, man. And I remember when, when, when Ed Bing, one of our old partners who passed on, uh, was one of the first in in our buildings in the project to get a color TV. Man, I couldn't believe that, man. Yeah. Color television. Yeah. Yeah, his pops wouldn't let us watch it much, though. He didn't tell us to go outside. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here goes Sonny Rollins uh, with John Coltrane. 
on a piece called Tenor Madness. Sit back and enjoy, folks. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> 
Tenor Madness, John Coltrane, Sonny Rollins on tenor sax, Greg Garling on piano, Paul Chambers on bass, and Philly Joe, Philly Joe Jones on drums. Wow. Recorded in 1956. Wow is right, Larry. I would love to have been a fly on the wall. Me too. Oh, my God. Man, oh, my God. I can see young, them like battling. Yeah. <laughs> a young Sonny Rollins and a young John Coltrane playing like that. Yeah. Oh, my God. They were like, they were battling. With yeah, that. and playing was, off each other, man. Yeah, exactly. And then at the end, they came together. Yeah. They came together at the end. Yeah, that's not tenor madness. That tenor perfection, man. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Yeah, I, I had this image in my head, man, of, of, you know, a club in the village, in the old village, man, where you got to go down in the, the basement, basement, man, yeah, yeah. where these tables packed in, where four people at a table that was supposed to have been for two, and the <laughs> lights are dim, and the c- cigarette smoke, and then on this small stage, these cats are up there, man, just blowing. Yep, yep. Oh, man. That must have been a sight. I was just trying to imagine it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where my imagination took me to, man. Yeah. Man, the old beatnik generation, man. That was bebop at its best, man. Wow. I haven't heard that in a long time, the Sonny Rollins, John Coltrane, Tenor Madness. I don't even remember hearing that one, but that is bad. I'm oh, gonna, yeah. I got to check that out. Oh, yeah. Well, since we're talking about sax players, we need to... Uh, Listen to my man Pharaoh, Upper Egypt, Lower Egypt, part two. Pharaoh Saunders. Thank you. 
Sanders, Upper Egypt, Lower Egypt, Part 2, recorded in 1967. Oh, man, that music, man. You know, uh, Farrell and his style of music, man, it spoke to us. It spoke to our soul in the 60s, especially if you had some sense of black consciousness, man. And it's hard to, to, to convey to young people what that music meant. Uh, and expect them to see it in the same light in which we saw it, Larry. Yeah, I agree with you. Because there was so 100%. much going on, and that yeah. just captured so much of, of, uh, uh, of what was going on within us and outside of us. Yeah, he uh, he did that, uh, and it's, once again, it's a unique sound that he has. Yeah, you know, it's very yeah. unique. Um, a lot of people try to copy it, but you. You know, you can hear yeah. you can oh hear no. Farrell. Yeah. You know, yeah, when, 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 yeah this uh, Farrell, when you, you know it's Farrell, man. You yeah. know it's him, man. And, you know, he never hogs the song. No, no. You know, he'll have his part. He may even be singing. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. But when he starts talking about the creator has a master plan, um, or yeah. the other ones he did, man. And this was good. Lower Egypt, Upper Egypt, man. Yeah, this was real good. I uh, was like. Really getting into the the rhythm, the, the, rhythm and the rhythm section in the back was like constant, you yeah. know, like uh, he's going up and down and all over the place. Yeah. They're right there. They're right there. They're steady. They're steady. You the can hear steady. that he incorporated African instruments. Yeah, yeah. That was quite clear, yeah. you know. Oh man, Larry, time always goes by when you're having fun like <laughs> this. Uh, let's play a song, man. While we still have time, Sarah Vaughn, you know the lady, the queen herself, in a sentimental mood. In a sentimental mood See the stars come through my room While your loving attitude Is like a flame That lights the gloom On the wings of every kiss Every kiss Drifts a melody so strange and sweet In this sentimental bliss You make my paradise my 
Well, Larry. <laughs> 